Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody's having an absolutely wonderful day today. I've been researching a lot this morning, and I've been talking to more people and finding out, you know, as we're starting to see this COVID narrative completely collapse on itself, which is good. It's finally about time. You know, I've been watching, and you can always tell when somebody is on the money and they're going against the grain about what's happening. For example, our governor, DeSantis, and I've repeatedly praised him for opening up the state, and he has been, he's got nothing but completely eviscerated in the mainstream media. I mean, almost, if he walks outside to go grab a bottle of water, they find something to write an article on him about, which shows me they are unbelievably irate that he has gone against the narrative. Example, the Miami Herald just put out an unbelievably scathing hatchet article on him about him going to the Trump rally in Sanford and not wearing a mask. They said basically, welcome to the Trump DeSantis horror show in Central Florida. It can make you sick and Florida kill and kill you, but Florida dunces love these COVID deniers. And I mean, and then it just goes on literally for about four paragraphs and tries to pick out any single thing they can about DeSantis. It just hammers him on it. I thought it was kind of funny because I got a kick out of the article. But it's ironic to me, as we've known now for years, this isn't you know speculation, is the vast majority of mainstream news outlets are either owned or controlled by the pharmaceutical companies if they're not together through you know interlocking corporate directorships or acquisitions. They're pretty much bought and paid for through ad revenue, as we know for a fact that CNN has roughly 70% of their entire ad revenue comes from pharmaceutical companies, okay? And that's, that number's pretty much across the board. I've heard it all the way from 50 to sometimes 80% of a lot of the major mainstream media outlets. So if we know that the mainstream media outlets are essentially bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical companies, the pharmaceutical companies are standing to make hundreds of billions of dollars via the vaccine, via lockdowns. As I told you guys yesterday, the Billionaires Boys Club in the world has increased their wealth in four short months by $2.2 trillion. That's documented by basically a Swiss banker and an accountant research firm that put that together. So if we know that COVID has been insanely profitable for the upper, upper elite and the bankers, why in the world would they ever want COVID hysteria to stop? And the answer is they don't. Simply put as that, that's why they, there's an article I saw from yesterday's from Zero Hedge, and it was entitled Facts Don't Matter to the Covidian Cult. And I got a kick out of that title because I haven't really heard that term used before, the Covidian Cult. And what we have witnessed now, what we have found ourselves here in the United States, and obviously globally it's happening, but this show primarily, a lot of people in the United States are directly affected by it, is that we now have this COVID cult where people have believed the lie for so long they have a almost cultish-like trance. It doesn't matter what happens. And it says here in the article, it says one of the hall 
hallmarks of totalitarianism is mass conformity to a psychotic official narrative. This is not just like the regular official narrative, like the Cold War, the War on Terror, but a delusional official narrative that has little to no connection to reality. Nazism and Stalinism are classic examples, but the phenomenon is better observed in cults and other subcultural societal groups. Example, the Manson family, Jim Jones, Heaven's Gate, Scientology, the list goes on. And it says, looking in to these cults from an outside perspective, you'll find the delusional nature of the official narrative is glaringly obvious to most rational people. But what many fail to understand is those who fall prey to them basically fall prey to such narratives, do not register as psychotic. Meaning, once you fall into the trance of a cult, you don't realize you've fallen into the trance of a cult. Simply put, when you have people that are going through psychosis or they're having serious mental disorders, they don't generally realize, I'm psychotic. I really need to reevaluate my strategy on life. That's not the case. You can see that from a psychological standpoint. Everything in their societal reality reaffirms to the narrative. And these narratives are in- intentionally inconsistent, illogical, and pretty much, well, downright ridiculous. It actually, it increases the power of the cult as it enforces their, them to attempt to reconcile this and continually come up with irrational circumstances to justify what's going on. Perfect example now, we saw when the original COVID cult started at the beginning of the year, and I'm not saying that we don't have a virus floating around, because we do. We have hundreds of viruses that are floating around. In fact, you're exposed to, you're exposed to roughly, on average, 70 different viruses every single day of your life. That's just what it is. And it goes on to say, it says, when medical authorities and corporate media turned on the fear porn, the hundreds of millions of deaths that were projected, and fake photos of basically people that were dead in hospitals, as we know, they, they NBC did that multiple times, the conditioning continued for months, and the global masses were subjected to a constant stream of propaganda, hysteria, wild speculation, very conflicting directives, exaggerations, lies, full-blown theatrical effects, lockdowns, emergency field hospitals, death trucks, overflowing ICUs, dead COVID babies, manipulated statistics, goon squads, full-blown mass Nazis, and the list goes on. However, eight months later, here we are. And the head of health emergencies program at the WHO, last uh, two days ago now, confirmed, essentially basically confirmed, an IFR of 0.14%, which is almost identical to the seasonal flu. Now, for those that don't know, the IFR is infection fatality rate, meaning what the actual death rate is nationally, statewide, globally. Well, if you look now, and they've said this, you know, the global population is roughly 7.8 billion people, right? And you have a global death toll of allegedly 1.061 million people. And remember, these are the numbers that they've massively inflated now for the last eight months, but that's their number. Well, if you look at that, you will find that if they've been, 10% have been infected, that's a 780 million cases. If the death toll's 1 million, then you essentially have an IFR of 0.14%. That's what the numbers are. And now we already know that the figures they've used and the models they've used and every gunshot wound, suicide, heart attack, diabetes, death, you know, car accident was listed as COVID if they swabbed their nose. And now, Dad's got more information now. We've pretty much completely now 
locked it down that this test that they've been using, as we've said for months now, has absolutely nothing to do with detecting specifically COVID. And so now you have what's happening now is a shift in reality because now people have been brought into this cultish-like trance to where they have allowed COVID to take over every part of their life due to the cult. Now what's happening is, as the narrative's breaking down and people are speaking the truth and facts, they're now trying to find out a way to maintain the COVID narrative. And I'm talking about the general public right now, because this is why, listen to me closely, my friends. From a normalcy bias standpoint, if you have believed a cult for eight months and you have been wrapped up into the cultish narrative that every single thing you do you may die from, from walking outside and you have to wear a mask while driving and you basically can't have a birthday party for your four-year-old children and you have to live in fear. And now all of a sudden, reality is setting in that it was a complete and total lie. It was a knee-jerk reaction. It should never have been done like this. And pretty much everything we've been told was a complete fallacy. You now have to try to justify in your brain why you allowed the COVID hysteria to overtake you in a cult-like trance. And you have to admit that you are completely and totally taken over by fear, and you have to rationalize that in your brain. The problem is a lot of people can't do that. They cannot go through concrete, rational thought and say, hey, you know what? I screwed up. I should never have allowed this to happen. I was completely and totally taken advantage of, and I got treated like a sweet duck. And now I have to come back from it, and what do I need to do now? Large percentage of people can't do that. So now they're trying to figure out how to maintain the narrative in their own mind by simply wearing masks, even when they're riding a bicycle outside. I witnessed that yesterday. Embarrassing to see. Embarrassing. Riding a bicycle down the sidewalk wearing a full face mask on driving in their cars, going into the store still, walking around parking lots, people still wearing masks in some cases. Why? Because they've been trained to do so to the point that now if they start taking the mask off, they don't know what to believe anymore because they've gotten so wrapped up in a cult-like mindset from a psychological standpoint, it completely flips the narrative on its head if they actually turn around and go and wake up and see what's happening. And this is why the mainstream media is doing everything they can to manipulate and smear DeSantis because he's gone completely against the COVID narrative that the bankers want to keep going because it is making them disgustingly rich. That is why they're desperately trying to keep this narrative. I mean, they are grasping at it with every single tip of fingertip they can grab it with because they have to try to keep the narrative. And, Dad, what did you find out? The more research we're finding out now about this COVID test is pretty much exactly what we've been saying, but now we found more about it. Well, you know, it's now confirmed, you know, we have, beyond any doubt, that the reverse transcription polymer chain reaction test, that's called an RT-PCR, that's being used to estimate the COVID-19 positive cases, this test is meaningless, that it cannot detect or identify the virus, and what it detects are particles or fragments of numerous viruses, including the common cold and seasonal flu. And it basically does, a PCR positive test does not imply a COVID-19 positive, which is what they're telling everybody they're positive for COVID if they get positive on this test. doesn't mean that. The statistics derived from this PCR test do not measure confirmed cases. The PCR test does not provide statistics required by policymakers and national health authorities to assess the number of people infected. 
And basically, these flawed tests have been used to measure the speed of the viral infection. They're meaningless. They have, have nonetheless been used to support the ongoing fear and disinformation campaign. This is the smoking gun. Now, why did they do this? Okay, we're, let's talk about cults for just one second. This is, this is important. I'm going to meddle here for just a minute. Back in 1979, I got saved at the Christian church in Tallahassee. And I left that church, and I went to like a sister church that it had, not from the same denomination, but it was the Church of Christ. And the Church of Christ was called the Call Street Church of Christ, but it had moved to a different location. And it was an offshoot from the Church of Christ Crossroads Church in Gainesville, Florida. It was a cult, period. It was all it was was a cult. It was a mind-controlled cult. Later, the founder of Crossroads Church of Christ was found to be queer. Yeah, I just said that, didn't I? But now the pastor who was in our church, you know, as far as the Church of Christ in Tallahassee, he wasn't queer. His name was Steve. Nice guy. And, and what happened is I got caught up in this cultish mentality, and they were controlling every aspect of our lives. I mean, you had to be in church four or five times a week, and if you weren't, they were calling you up and wondering where you were, and they were meddling in your life. And it was really a cult is what it was. And finally, after I was in it for about a year, I walked into church one afternoon, one evening, one morning, I can't remember anymore, and I walked up the stairs, and there was a guy screaming from the pulpit. Now, quite frankly, I don't like screaming preachers. Now, you guys may like screaming preachers. I don't like that. Now, if you ever listen to me speak, okay, every once in a while, I'll say something loud as an exclamation point, but then I also slow down, like I just did, and I stop, like I just did. Now, I was trained to do that by Zig Ziglar. And what that does, that modulates the tonal quality. You go up, you go down, you talk loud, you talk soft, and you stop, and you ask questions. I was professionally trained to do this as a professional speaker on the seminar circuit for years and years and years. Now, what that does, that establishes a two-way communication with the listener. In other words, when I ask you a question, when I say, hey, listen, hey, listen guys, listen for a second, I want to ask you a question. When I do that, you automatically listen to me, and you go, oh, wait, wait a minute, what's he going to say? Because I'm talking to you now. That's the reason we have such a good rapport. That's why I love you guys so much because I feel like I know you guys. I talk to you all the time and ask you questions all the time. And I'm sure you're at home answering the questions, which is what it's supposed to be if you're doing a good presentation. Well, this is exactly what happens in these cults. They get involved in your life. They start asking you questions. They start asking these different things. And pretty soon you get caught up into their narrative. Finally, when I heard this guy screaming and yelling, I walked in one morning. His name was Joe. And I said, I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I, I can't take this anymore. And I just walked out. That was the end of it. I said, I can't be talked to like this, and I can't be screamed at all the time. This is stupid. The problem is when you're in it, you don't see it. And Austin's exactly right. You don't want to stop the paradigm and say, wait a minute, i got to get off this train that's going nowhere really fast. Because you don't believe that when you're in it. That's why a lot of people hire people to get their children out of cults. Fact. Now, here's what's interesting about all of this. Last night, we went to a trendy restaurant downtown Lakeland. I'm not going to mention this name because I'm not going to say anything positive about it. And it was like a large warehouse, and there were like 10 or 12 different vendors in there, and they were basically you know, serving all kinds of things from organic foods for whatever. And we went over there. We got us a salad bowl, got us some, some kebabs and just all organic stuff, and it was really good. And then I saw a taco stand. Now, mind you, I'm not wearing a mask. We have no mask ordinance in Lakeland. We have no mask ordinance in the state of Florida. Now, there's a sign that says, please wear your mask when you on the front door. They haven't taken the sign down. So I walk over to this taco stand, and I ask them, I say, can I ask you guys a few questions? Now, remember, I'm not wearing a mask. Everybody behind the counters are wearing masks. 
And they said, uh, sure. So I started talking to them about the different ingredients what they have, and they have non-GMO corn shells for tacos. And I said, okay, I'd like to order one. Now, mind you, I've been talking to them the whole time without a mask on, standing there talking to them like two feet away. Finally, I said, I would like to order some tacos. And they said, oh, you can't order until you put a mask on. And I'm like, but I've been talking to you without a mask. Well, it doesn't matter. You got you have to put your mask on. So I'm thinking to myself, this is weird. And I looked at the lady and I said, look, I'm, I'm a retired physician. I said, they don't work. I'm not going to do that. They're bad for you. You don't understand. You have to put a mask on for protection of us. And I said, look, I don't want to put a mask on. I just want to order some tacos. Uh, you have to put a mask on. Can you please put a mask on? I said, look, you've asked me like three times to put a mask on. I'm not going to do that. I said, I'd just like to order some food. Well, can you, can you please put a mask on? I'm like, this is insanity. So finally I said, if you say anything to me again, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to order anything. Well, you have to put a mask on. I said, that's it. I'm done. I walked away. I never raised my voice. I never got ugly. But now I was, I was turned. I wasn't, I wasn't being friendly. I wasn't saying how wonderful she was. I was saying, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave. Well, we were there with the parents of the owner of this warehouse that had all these little restaurants in it. And so this lady who was behind the counter, was a young snowflake, she's like about 20 years old, she comes out from around the bar, I see her, and she looks over and sees me sitting with the parents of the owner. Well, you know what they do. You already know what happens. The snowflake texts the owner of the building to pitch a little biatch fit about me not putting a mask on and not ordering product or whatever. And I'm like, this is ludicrous. Well, the lady I'm with gets a text from her son who owns the building. Like, you know, I don't know what the text is. She doesn't show it to me. Basically, I'm sure it says something like, hey, what the heck's going on? And here we have the reinforcement of the cult narrative. I'm telling her they don't work. She's arguing with me. And the little snowflake basically has to turn around and be a little snitch now because I didn't order anything from them. And by the way, by the way, Sharon did go back. My wife did and did go ahead and order some tacos. And they were okay. And Sharon didn't have a mask on. So I don't know what was going on. But then Sharon did tell her that she had a medical you know, excuse. So the whole thing is just stupid. And this narrative, like Austin said, is falling apart and crumbling around us. But then again, I look around me last night, and there were like 95% of the people who were in this warehouse all wearing masks. And as soon as they'd walk to their table, they'd take their masks off. And I'm thinking to myself, this is insanity. Finally, some guy walks up behind me and goes, and he has no mask on with his wife. And I looked at him. I said, thank you so much for not wearing a mask. And his response was, well, my wife forgot her mask and she didn't want me to wear a mask coming in here. So I decided that I wasn't going to wear a mask and neither one of us going to wear a mask. And we came in. I said, thank you. And he goes, the problem is, he says, it's the snowflakes. And I thought, you know, he's right. This is a trendy college hangout place because there's multiple colleges in, in, in our town. And I thought to myself, this is absolutely insane. This COVID test doesn't work. Nobody in here is sick. Nobody's sick. But all these people, 90, 95% of them are all wearing masks. And I thought to myself, this is where they've taken us to. Now, I want you guys to realize something, that this narrative is not going to change. It's not going to change. Bill Gates has said, Bill Gates has said that this lockdown will never, ever end. Now, you think, wait a minute, how in the world can Bill Gates have this kind of power? How can Bill Gates say these things? And how can Bill Gates think that this is going to be okay to keep this going? Well, you have to understand something. And, I, and if you listen to this show, you know this. Bill Gates is a Rothschild cutout. That's what he is. The Rothschild banking cartel, the Federal Reserve out of Seattle, financed him. 
his he doesn't he's not a billionaire, guys. I'm just gonna tell you, Trump's not a billionaire, Epstein's not a billionaire. These guys are front guys, they're paper cutouts, they're basically put out front so the Rothschilds don't appear to own everything. In Germany in nineteen twenty one, when Germany was sanctioned by the Versailles Treaty and had to pay back what today would be trillions of dollars in today's money, basically the German people ended up going bankrupt. And the people, because they couldn't pay the money back, the banks inflated their currency to punish them, and they had hyperinflation. Now, the first 1920, 21, 22, it wasn't bad, and the people in the markets made lots and lots and lots of money. That's exactly where we are right now. That's exactly where we are. But then by 1924, we had hyperinflation in Germany. My mom told me it was $40 billion for one loaf of bread. She was there. They brought a wheelbarrow to the bakery. This is my mother, not somebody that who I read about. And they had to give them 40 billion marks, Deutsche marks, to buy a loaf of bread. She said it was cheaper to burn the money in the furnace in the house for heat than it was to buy firewood. And they had to go to the basically the bakery every single day before the money was reissued again the next day to get what they needed because by the following day it wouldn't be 40 billion marks it would be 60 billion marks this is what they're trying to avoid the United States dollar the reserve currency of the world the petrodollar due to derivative exposure basically had become unbelievably short there wasn't enough dollar in circulation there weren't enough dollars in circulation so they had to increase the money supply had they done that without shutting down the world economic engine, they would have had hyperinflation, just like the Weimar Republic. Now, we've got all of these trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. We have no idea how much they printed. We have no idea because the Treasury was taken over by the Federal Reserve in 1934 with the Exchange Stability Fund, and the New York Fed runs the Treasury at that point. So we don't know what they printed. We know they can make digital currency and just move dots and dashes around on a computer and create trillions of dollars at will and not even print the money. Well, this is what they've been doing with the derivatives for years and years and years, which has created a major problem now because they can't fulfill the debt with hard dollars that we have out there. That's why they want to go to a digital currency, and the EU is now experimenting with a digital currency because they want to have the ability to change the currency values or the amounts of circulation at any given time without having to worry about printing money, that pesky money. Now we have pesky money, they're saying, spreads COVID. So they want to get rid of the pesky COVID money, and they want to get rid of the pesky change. This is all being done by the international banking communities again. And now we've got this cult-like thing called coronavirus, in which everybody's running around with a face diaper, thinking it's okay, and the snowflakes are so programmed to follow the rules. And I'm going to say one other thing. Because of Romans 8... It obeying the government with Christians, they're also programmed to follow the rules. Here's what separates me from that. I believe if our government gives us a godly decree based upon the word of God, I will follow it to the best of my ability. If, however, the government comes out and tells me something like abortion is fine, the sacrifice of these innocents is fine, I will stand against it with everything I possibly can. I will yeah. not allow myself to be given an edict by the government, which is ungodly. I will not do that. See, that's where the Christians have fallen into this ditch. Tyranny is not okay. 
the government has become tyrannical with these face masks and with these lockdowns and with the 666 social distancing. And now they're creating a new app for your phone that creates a bubble around you that makes the phone start beeping if you get outside or inside of somebody else's bubble and you'll lose your credit score. They're testing that right now. They'll start hammering you like to do in China. All this is happening right now as we speak. The problem is the girl behind the counter last night didn't understand that I was standing up for her rights. I was standing up for the rights of every citizen of the United States that doesn't want to have a boot put on her throat. They don't get this. They think that, oh, he's just being a troublemaker. No, I was not. If we don't stand against this, this country's going to fall. And they're doing everything they can to do it. Because remember, the hair Bill Gates, you know, the Fuhrer Bill Gates, or whatever you want to call Bill Gates, you know, this is the war that we have against the Kabbalists. That's what's going on right now. People like to call them globalists. I'm not going to, I about said a bad word. It ain't the globalist boys and girls. It's the Satanists, the Kabbalists, the Luciferians who sacrifice children who run the planet. That's who's doing this. This same group established the Federal Reserve Bank in the United States. They financed the Bolshevik Revolution. They financed Hitler. They did, they offshored all of our production into China. They're the same group that's behind the World Bank, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, the UN, numerous agencies like the World Health Organization and the Council on Foreign Relations and APAC, the American Israeli Political Action Committee. And also, let us not forget, the anti defamation league they're behind all of this and when these big commercial banks that are owned by these guys these mega corporations that are owned by these guys basically when they carry out the will of these cabalists via their controlled ceos like bill gates and brothschild cut out flunkies like you know the boys and girls who run amazon and you know google and everything else all of these people serve on each other's interlocking border directorates like austin said earlier and we understand that they blackmail politicians, you know, with Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, and all of the little children they've raped, and they blackmail military officers. And then you get to guys like Michael Bloomberg, George Soros, and of course all the rest of these guys who are their anointed ones, who strategically throw money and try to control their projects via getting the right mayors and the right governors and the right people elected who want a communist dictatorship. And all of this stuff is being done by the same group of people. And our show, Austin, has been the only show that I've heard so far that has consistently said the same thing since the beginning of this COVID mess, that the international bankers are the ones that's doing all of this. And now finally other people are coming out because they can't ignore it anymore and saying the same thing. But they won't talk about the Kabbalists. They won't talk about their stupid snake in a tree. And they won't talk about Jesus. They won't talk about any of the stuff that matters. All they want to do is keep pointing fingers. And like I said before, tiptoe through the tulips. That's all they want to do is walk through the doggone tulips, tiptoe through them, and never step on any of these other people like I just did, because it's not politically correct. You can't do that. You're an anti-Semite. No, I'm not. I'm anti-Satanist is what I am. That's what I am. I'm an anti-Kabbalist. I am that. You're going to put a label on me, but ugh, I've had enough of this mess. Also, it's time we all tell the truth including other talk shows which have bigger numbers than we do. What do you think, bud? Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I thought about while you were saying this, you were talking about how that restaurant in College Town in Lakeland yesterday, I know exactly what you were talking about. 
and how that incident happened and how a lot of the college students, and I've noticed the exact same thing, a lot of the younger college students are grossly compliant with the mask ordinance to the point where, as we've seen now in multiple, multiple reports, universities now are having kids that are actually have hotlines and going around, some of them getting paid to be uh, mask police and social distance snitches. Yeah, literally, that's, that's what they're doing. It's this this happening right now. Numerous reports on it from universities all across the country. And so you have to think about this for a second. This is one of the reasons now we're starting to see why they have been indoctrinating the children in the school systems and primarily the colleges and universities for the last decade about the social, the, the aspects of social conformity and social compliance and everything has to be basically politically correct. How you couldn't say anything on campus now if it offends anybody. I mean, this has been going on for years now, and they've indoctrinated them into obeying anything. It doesn't matter how asinine or how ridiculous it is. This is the rules of the university, and you will obey and you will conform. Well, now they've released these children into society now, a lot of them being in their young 20s, and they've been in this bubble of university college life for years, and they think literally that's how the real world works, that people just obey you because you tell them to do something, that you tell somebody they have to do it, and they say, oh, oh, yes, master, I'll do it right now. What they don't realize is in the real world, nobody gives a rat's butt about your opinion or your stupid little idea in college. It's about if you can function in society and if you can make money and you can enter, basically introduce and go into society and bring something to the marketplace. That's really all what it boils down to. I mean, let, let's just give it brass tacks here. But see, the college university students don't understand this. They really, truly think that everybody has to be there to make everybody else happy and be politically correct and never offend anybody with anything you do. This is why, as we're starting to see now, why this was so aggressively pushed in universities. We, we have this generation now. They're pitiful. The snowflakes, like that's a, that's a term for them. They're, they're pathetic. They really are pathetic segments of society for the most part because they really truly believe everybody has to conform to their opinion. And if not, in some cases, as we've seen in prime examples in some of the protests, that they'll literally sit on the ground and scream at the top of their lungs like their two-year-old children that just had their toy taken away from them because somebody disagrees with them. This is a bad, bad look for society, and it's a bad direction to go. And now we've already seen, on top of everything, we know the masks are grossly unhealthy. We're seeing a huge uptick in lesions, massive uptick in bacterial pneumonia. Asthmatic conditions are becoming much more prone. O2 deprivation is becoming horrific now. I talked to you guys about that last week in detail. These are just a few of the things that are happening all across the country with masks. And I've gotten numerous reports from people that basically in the medical field and nurses that are saying, yeah, the, the masks are becoming a serious health problem now because everybody's wearing them everywhere because they're so scared they're going to get some type of reprisal. That's why I was so glad when DeSantis said, you cannot find anybody in any state or city, or excuse me, in any part of Florida city county ordinance with stupid mask laws. And they said that in that, in that Miami Herald article that I was talking about earlier, where they're basically just completely trying to do a hatchet piece on him. They said, he took away the teeth from any mask law. So they said, teeth. Why does a mask law have to have teeth? 
Why in the world do you have to go around doing sting operations with plainclothes officers with people walking around in public parking lots in downtown Miami and walk up to them in sting operations and say, your mask is below your nose. I need your driver's license right now. I'm a law enforcement officer. We're fining you for not wearing your mask correctly. Well, remember... Miami, part of the city of Miami, was generating massive amounts of income from those fines, lest anybody doesn't want to believe that. All these insane fines that they've been doing and been pushing out there, they have found out, wow, we have a new way to generate a huge amount of revenue. And remember, it's a city ordinance, so it's very difficult to fight in court. It's not like a traffic citation. That's criminal. This is basically a city ordinance. So you can't come back in and say, oh, I'm going to take you to court over a $100 mask fine. 99% of people are not even going to attempt to do it because it's going to be more expensive to get an attorney to walk into the courtroom than it is just to pay the $100 fine and comply. Now we're seeing, I, got, I saw a video this morning from Ian Smith, one of the owners from the Atlas Gym up in New Jersey. Now you guys remember up in New Jersey, there had been this insane fight with this gym up there that essentially said, no, we're not going to close down. They went in and boarded up, boarded up. Their, their 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 gym. They kicked in the door. Remember, then the governor came in and said, hey, we're going to go now, and we're going to start fining you every single day that you're open because we've told you you can't be open. And there was a huge fight that ensued from there. And basically, they came in, and they said, okay, here's what we're going to do now. Now, we're going to legally list our gym as a political base. And they did. And basically, now, what's crazy, he just posted a video this morning he now got a letter, office of the sheriff, they have now seized his bank accounts, they have frozen them, and he got a letter, they all got letters in the mail, all the owners did, the office of the sheriff basically saying they are delinquent on their fines. And with the fines and interest now, they said they are currently at a total of $259,000 that is to be paid immediately, or they will basically have asset forfeiture laws deployed on them, and they will start seizing all of their assets. I kid you not, that is happening in New Jersey right now after that whole thing with the gym episode that's been going on for months up there. It basically Atlas Fitness up there. Asset forfeiture laws to seize from them over a quarter of a million dollars because they have not paid their fines for having their gym open during the time that the governor told them they had to close it. And what's funny is they said, listen, we're going to prove to you that we're going to show you that this is complete and total hocus pocus. They did. They said, no mask are required in our gym. No social distancing is required in our gym. We will go around and we will actively wipe down the equipment just like you should do in a gym, and we have full capacity, full open. That's what they said months ago. And guess what? They've had no cases of COVID there. Nobody's gotten sick. No outbreaks. Nothing's happened whatsoever. Imagine that. And so they said, we're proving to you right now what you have done is a complete and total violation of our civil liberties and our rights and our human rights. doesn't matter. Now they're having asset forfeiture laws placed upon them by the sheriff's department to seize their assets because they have not paid the unlawful and unconstitutional and illegal fines that were thrusted upon them. That is exactly what they're trying to do right now, my friends. Any type of dissent will not be tolerated in a communist, tyrannical regime. That's pretty much what we're seeing happen now. 
were seed a communist overthrow. And that's why I've referred to the Bolshevik Revolution repeatedly on the show. And I've encouraged all of our listeners to look it up, do research on it. That's what they're doing in this country right now. It's a communist overthrow. It's the Bolshevik Revolution 2.0, except in the United States. This is why we now have airline flights. There's a video I saw yesterday. A guy on Southwest Airlines, black individual, had a hat on that basically said, blacks for Trump, okay? He's in his seat, minding his own business, has a mask on. Basically takes his mask down to start eating a bag of nuts that he had with him. He immediately has a security officer, it looks like an air marshal, walk over to him and say, you have to put your mask on. And he goes, I'm eating, but I'll put it up. And this lady on basically in the row across him starts recording. And the guy tells you, you have to wear your mask at all times, he says, I'm eating. There is no declaration that we can't eat on a flight. Are we not allowed to eat on the flight? And the guy says, you have to wear a mask. You have to put your mask up. And he pulls the mask back down and takes a bite of his food and then puts his mask back on intentionally. And the guy goes, all right, you're getting ejected from the plane now. Literally throws him off the plane because he pulled his mask down to take a bite of food. This is where the airlines are going. This is why I'm absolutely appalled that these complete and total idiotic CEOs that are going along with the New World Order narrative that own these airline flights or actually have the gall to ask for more bailout money from the Fed. I mean, they actually have the, they have the guts to say they want more money because they're hemorrhaging cash right now while they're literally throwing off passengers left and right. I mean, Delta has a whole list of a no-fly list now. They've thrown off hundreds of passengers now and put them on a no-fly list because they haven't complied completely with mask laws. Really? But you want to ask for more money from the federal government because you're hemorrhaging cash because you essentially want to keep pushing the narrative? Yes, of course they do. Because, again, large percentage of these companies are owned by the same people that push the narrative. These guys are not idiots. When they get involved in these positions and they're in the billionaire boys club, even the high-level club, they know what they're supposed to do because they know who brought them to the dance, if you catch my drift. It's very difficult for anybody to truly acquire a billion dollars and maintain that money without some type of help. I'll put that right now. It's very difficult. When you see these guys go, oh yeah, he started his company in his garage, you know, and he got a startup, he only had a little bit of money, and he's turned into a yes. billion dollar company now. And then majority of the time, once you start doing some research, you will find out that there were hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars invested to him by some basically bank or some investment firm, point blank Facebook. Basically, when Zuckerberg came in and got tens of millions of dollars and then hundreds of millions of dollars in investment loans for his social media platform that the CIA basically helped recruit him and pull it off the ground. These guys, when you start running a company like that and I have here, and you start paying insane amount of money in taxes, and you start having to deal with inventory carrying costs and overhead and payroll and property taxes, and the list goes on the line, you start realizing how hard it is to actually make that kind of money. Because I've never seen it. I've never, I've never been able to do it here. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it would be cool, I still think, to be a millionaire. That's, that's still, you know, something that I have. A, oh, that would be awesome. They don't want people getting into that range. They don't want people acquiring that kind of money. Because when people start having that kind of money, if they don't have dirt on them or they're not a billionaire banker boy that got put there, you can start doing a significant amount of damage to the system if you have that kind of money. I mean, you could do serious damage. Because now, nobody can tell you what to do. You 
literally can do anything you want and you can pretty much buy and acquire anything you want. But the problem is to get to that level, there's usually some type of compromise and there's some type of helping hand from some type of banker at some point in time. And every time they get that kind of money, there is always, always, always very, very long, thick strings attached to that money. And they will pull that string at some point in time and rein you back in if you do not keep the narrative going, Dad. And that's the truth from pretty much every single time I have found these boys that I've looked at as far as these men, these guys that have acquired mass amounts of money, you start digging down deep enough, you will find that hardly any of them actually acquired that type of money all on their own because they started some app or some investment firm all on their own. Well, it always happens that way. Oh, they started in a garage. No, they didn't. Somebody had some pull, some string like with Bill Gates, and his mom was directly linked to the Federal Reserve Bank of Seattle, and his dad was the head of Planned Parenthood. They were all tied together with this bloodline family, and they start something in a garage because they're told to start something in a garage, and they're using, well, with all that, they actually used retro-engineered <laughs> Roswell technology from a fallen spaceship, if you want to believe it or not, but that's what they did. And, and what they did is they basically were given this technology via the CIA, via the Rothschilds who controlled the CIA, and they were told, okay, we're going to use you as a front guy and we're going to make you rich. That's why you always hear this, oh, they started in a garage. Oh, they started in their basement. Oh, they were basically a high school flunky and they dropped out. No, you know, that's all a bunch of crap most of the time. I mean, and if they do do that, and they start a business on their own, they may get to the point where they're doing a few million dollars a year in revenue. They may get there. But to go past that, to get to the hundreds of millions, to get to the billions of dollars in revenue, you've got to have an inside track with somebody who's going to loan you a lot of money and who's going to control you afterwards. It's just how it works. Because you you, you start bar- – it's like it's like with, with Bezos, that, that moron. God, he's stupid when you listen to him talk. You know, he acts like he's some kind of goofball, like something mentally wrong with him. And he ends up basically losing billions and billions of dollars with Amazon every year, but yet he still gets funded. The banks keep pumping more and more and more money to him. And finally, he becomes the largest retailer, global retailer, online retailer in the world. In the world. It's because the Rothschilds wanted to control that market, and they wanted to take over all the businesses that were there doing the online retailing and all of the local mom-and-pop shops to eliminate the ability of these small-town business people to accrue even a few hundred thousand dollars in net worth. They don't want to have you to do that because, like you said, Austin, if you get big enough with enough money, you can start buying advertising time and all the other things. I've told you there was a – I'm not going to mention any names. I already threw them under the bus once on this show – this this alternative news company that basically puts out a newspaper, all right? You know, and it's not and it's you know it's not one of these Christian newspapers. It's like a news Christian newspaper, and all of a sudden, every time I click on an email, every time I click on a YouTube, they pop up. Now there's something wrong there because I've tried to buy those slots before. You can't get them, and suddenly they get these slots pretty much handed to them. Every time you click on a YouTube, they pop up trying to sell you their newspaper, claiming that they're the only real source of alternative news, and all they push is a China narrative. They don't talk about the Rothschilds. Now they're talking about how the Rockefeller banks are saying that we need to go ahead and not fund oil companies as far as with petro money to continue to increase demand for oil products and get rid of products they call 
fossil fuel, which by the way, they're not fossil fuels, they're not from dinosaurs, but I won't even go there right now. And all of this stuff, basically, they're using now the Rockefellers name again as a front guy. Remember I told you guys that last year, I had again a person that I know, who I no longer associate with, the pastor actually, who had written a book. He didn't write the book, he had somebody else write it, put his name on it. And the book halfway through stopped talking about the Rothschilds and only started talking about the Rockefellers, never talked about Israel, never talked about the Balfour Declaration, never talked about the Treaty of Versailles, never talked about the formation of Israel, never talked about Zionism, never talked about rebuilding the Third Temple. It was supposed to be the end-all, know-all book as far as what's going on with the New World Order. And I told him, I said, I won't promote the book on my show. Because halfway through the book, you completely stop talking about Rothschilds, and you all go—you only go to Rockefeller. You follow the narrative. Well, I've since disassociated myself with that individual. You think, well, why would you do that? Well, that's a long story, but trust me, I was—well, I was—that person earned my no longer having any respect for him. And here's the problem that you have with all of this stuff: these people start getting contacted. In fact, this particular individual told me he'd been contacted by. A representative of the Rothschild Bank. Oh yeah, over in England. Oh yeah, told me that. And all of a sudden, it was no longer going to talk about the Rothschilds. Yeah, there you go. I mean, unbelievable. And see, you can't do that, guys. And now remember, I've talked about this before. You got the Rothschilds who've intermarried for the last three or four hundred years with all types of European nobility, and their name doesn't have to be Rothschild anymore, but they're part of the bloodlines families through interlocking marriages. And first cousins marrying first cousins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you got to look at that little document, the uh, Protocols of the Elder of Zion. You say, well, where did that document come from? Yeah, I don't know. People say that the, the guys who are the Zionists, the guys who are the Kabbalists wrote it. Other people say they didn't. Other people say it was a forgery. I don't know. Don't care. All I know is this. One of the key proponents of that whole program was a tiered income tax structure. Because they yep. said you've got to keep the masses down and you can't allow them to become successful financially because they become independently wealthy and they don't have to listen to your crap anymore. So you got to keep them basically, you know, huddled around the campfire giving them stuff. You know, we have safe spaces now in our colleges and universities where snowflakes can run up and do anything they want to do and be safe and not have anybody question the narrative. We have places now on campus where if you go and say something like a political statement that they don't agree with, they throw you out of school. They throw you out. They, they don't just warn you. They basically expel you. And th that's where these people who work in these places, who are college students that I went into last night, and Austin's exactly right, we've got a group of kids now that are useless. They're useless. They can't function in the real world. They can only work in a society which is societally control be a communist work ethic and doctrine. In other words, everybody has to have $15 an hour minimum wage. Everybody has to be paid their $40,000, $50,000 a year whether they do anything or not do anything. That doesn't make any difference. They've got to get their money. And what we do is these people, when you put them in a real-world situation, they can't control themselves if they get asked a question or they have to do something they don't want to do. They have been, it goes against their program. They melt down. Twice now, I know of women who were raised this way. And both of them, when pushed in a corner and told, no, we can't do that, one, one by the county board here in Polk County, fell on the floor, ladies in her 30s, ladies in her 30s, kicking and screaming, yelling, pounding the floor like a child, pulled a full-blown Jezebel hissy fit right on the floor. 
And then another one that I saw that I never thought I'd see was a gate issue with an easement when a person could go around the other side of the gate and drive in another entrance, refused to do it, fell down. I saw this one. Fell down in the rain, in the mud, kicking and screaming until she passed out and the ambulance came and took her away. I never thought people like that existed. All right? But we've raised a whole generation of them now in these communist indoctrination centers called universities. That's the problem. By the way, Delta has posted a $5.4 billion loss in the third quarter. <laughs> As they have now put thousands of people on do not fly lists. Let me tell you something, Delta. You guys are dumber than a box of rocks. You guys are stupid. Any airline that will throw a passenger off, a paying passenger off, because they're not wearing their mask properly, or even wearing a mask, you guys are morons. Total, complete morons. Oh, that's right. You're funded through the international banking cartels, aren't you? Oh, that's right. The primary stock that you own through BlackRock or that is owned by, that you've issued that's owned through BlackRock, it's right back to the Rothschild boys, one of their cutouts. Oh, that's right. They're your stockholders. Oh, they tell you what to do, don't they? Yeah, how about that? That's why I have absolutely no sympathy for these major airlines. I mean, I already told you I had a major problem with some of the hotel chains because of how they act, because of what they're doing. you got to wear a mask in the lobby. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Uh, really, I don't. Look what happens in Hawaii. Hawaii now, one of the top people in Hawaii is saying, Hawaii has committed suicide. The local rages and says, hardly anyone is sick, but we're all broke. I've told you this was going to happen in Hawaii. Throwing people out, forcing them to stay quarantined in their hotel rooms, not even letting them go to the beach or down to the pool. Well, you know, I hate to tell you this, Hawaii. You guys are not on the way to anywhere. I mean, you are really <laughs> out of the way to go there, okay? You're not down the it's five hour flight from Los, you know, from San Francisco, and quite frankly, I'd rather go to Florida and have it's better diving in Florida anyhow. And so Hawaii is really basically hosed themselves, and this is where they find themselves now. Austin, they find themselves in a mess that they no longer have the tourism they used to do. The economy has completely and totally collapsed. But on the other side, article by Zero Hedge. Do we have a Colorado Democratic committee member caught on a hidden camera talking about violent revolution, screaming about guillotines, using all kinds of filthy language? Yeah, they're talking about pulling out the guillotines in the event that Donald Trump doesn't win. I mean, I'm sorry, in the event that Donald Trump does win. That's how crazy all of this has gotten. And then we've got CERN. We've got CERN opening back up, basically opening up another portal They've already opened them up before, creating little mini black holes to see if they can open up another dimension to cross the veil to allow these entities to have free access to come in and out of our dimension. What are they, nuts? God put that veil up for a reason. They never built CERN to find a God particle. That's a lying bunch of garbage. They built CERN to open up hell. That's what they did, guys. That's why CERN was built. That's why they had that goddess Shiva sacrifice outside and that CERN tunnel thing that they built out there in Switzerland going into Italy when they had that full druidic ceremony. I've, I've posted it back on the website again. It was all done to appease the gods of the ancient Canaanite religion because the people that are doing this are all the stinky Kabbalists that rule the planet. Yeah, it's that group again. It's always that group. And I don't know why we're the only show that says that. We're it. Nobody else talks about it. I guess they're afraid that that group will say something to them. I don't know. I don't care. Because I'm protected by Lord God Almighty, by the great I am. And that, 
That's the thing we need to understand. They don't want a veil between the dimensions. The first time they cranked that doggone thing up, they created little mini black holes, and there were earthquakes all over the planet the first day they cranked it up. But that wasn't good enough. The thing broke now, so that had taken five years to repair it, and they would have started up again. Remember, they're going to start it up like October 22nd. Remember I told you, October, November this year? Yeah. That's what these guys always do. It's, uh, it's always based on their Kabbalist numbers and their geometria. And, they, and I've told you this before. You get these, 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 these pastors that are also rabbis. Blech, blech, as I puke out of all. It's awful. And they, and they come up and they go, I'm going to do this geometria hand sign, which is the old Vulcan sign, which is all Kabbalah. And they pray over the audience. Don't talk about Jesus. No, they won't talk about that. And they don't. Sometimes they say, "Well, you've got to give us money so we can rebuild the third temple." And the Christians, like little sheep, will run behind them. Oh, can I, Master? Can I, Master? Can I? No, come on, guys. Really, really. You know, Jesus died for you. There is no longer animal sacrifice required. It's nonsense. But we as Christians. We don't want to offend anybody, except for me. I don't care at this point anymore. I don't care. I really don't. I'm 65 years old here in a few weeks, and I don't care. I don't care if I tell somebody the truth and they're offended. Now, I'll try to be nice about it, so I'm not going to be obnoxious. But I'm not going to sit here and play that game anymore. If the Kabbalists who basically are operating out of the Zohar, ancient Satanism and Canaanite religions of human sacrifice are running the planet and have been so for thousands of years. That's the that's the deal, guys. And we have to understand that. And if we don't, we delude ourselves. And they want mass, mass, mass hypnosis and a giant cult on this planet to make everybody listen to them all of the time so they can go ahead and tell you to walk into the crematorium, so they can tell you to line up in front of the ditch, so they can tell you to abort those babies. So they're going to tell you that basically you're a carbon unit, you're breathing too much, we've got to tax you. It's all about compliance. It's all about fluoride dumbing you down. It's all about the drugs dumbing you down. It's all about making you basically a zombie so they can inhabit you, I guess, with one of these demons they want to open up from another dimension. Wow, what a mess. Remember this, guys. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it, regardless of what the nutbags do. Just, just, just ignore them to the best of your ability and try to avoid places that are going to do this. I was told last night by the mother of the owner, he gets like 25 texts and phone calls a night, a night from snowflakes who are in these bending spots in this building complaining to him constantly. 25 texts a night. Do you realize what a nightmare job that would be to have to deal with those weirdos all the time. Why? Because they've been programmed to be that way. Gosh, guys, I got to pray for you this morning. I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, take it over, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, and speaking of Hawaii, too, I want to put this out there because I just pulled this up. You guys know Hawaii's had virtually any significant problems with COVID. I don't know if anybody's realized that. They've had a few hundred cases. They've allegedly had 172 deaths, 172 across all of the islands in total aggregate over the last eight months. And the research that I've done, the few customers that I know that live there said that almost all of those were older individuals with serious health problems. Because the thing is, majority of people in Hawaii 
have extremely good immune systems. They get very fresh air, and they get massive amounts of D3 because they're in the sun all the time. 172 deaths in eight months. I mean, we're, we're literally talking nothing out of a populace that's 1.4 million. All Hawaiian aggregates, 1.4 million. That means the death rate is 0.00012. That's what it is over there in Hawaii. If those numbers were actually true numbers and those numbers weren't manipulated, which I believe they heavily were, because a lot of those individuals would have already died from other issues. Because when somebody dies in a car wreck, guys, or a motorcycle accident like we saw in a Koei, and they get cut almost in half on a motorcycle, then they go into the morgue, they swab their nose and say, oh, he had COVID. COVID definitely killed him because we don't know if COVID was the culprit or not. We just have to default to that. You realize real quick, this whole thing was a complete and total sham from the beginning, especially when you find out how invalid these tests are and actually proving somebody's truly COVID positive. So I encourage everybody, please, hold your head high. Show your face. Be proud of who you are made in God's image. Stand your ground and speak your voice and make it be heard that everybody knows where you stand. Because the truth is, at the end of the day, we already know what's going to happen. So if we know what's going to happen, stand your ground and let it be said that you stood your ground and you stood for freedom and justice and rule of law and the Constitution and the right of the people and basically freedom. Stand for that because, quite frankly... If you capitulate and you give in and you already know what's coming next, you basically completely threw everything our founding fathers fought for in the Revolutionary War and every war since then. You just gave it away for nothing, literally for nothing. For what? A $1,200 stimulus check, I guess. Don't do that. Please continue to encourage people. Continue to wake people up. So we do here every day at Health Masters. If you need anything, email us or call us, healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you out with the highest quality supplements and give you the best nutritional advice and health advice we possibly can. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, the product of the week, the GHI Cleanse Vanilla. Looks like it won, so I'll get that switched over here shortly if you guys want to check that out. Really good product. I actually did a three-day fast of that uh, about a month ago. I wanted to kind of detox out a little bit and uh, did three days of GHI Cleanse Vanilla, and then I added in organic apples. I cut up apples and make it in the shake to keep my blood sugar a little bit more stable so I'd have some glucose for energy while I was working out and also for the show for you guys. So be sure to check it out. If you guys need anything, again, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stand your ground and speak your mind. Have an awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.